season two of Tusta City Podcast. Thank you for joining us again. Or if this is your first time listening in, we are a bi-weekly podcast where we just basically shoot the shit about everything going on in the world. It's all for our uh, maybe not so very rare, but very uh, unique approaches to things at times and yeah we just you know we don't take ourselves too too seriously we like to give y'all good content but we don't want to make it you know too too stiff so we just you know come by relax you know maybe if you're listening to this at work put a little headphones in because you know some cursing going on here and there don't want your boss coming by <laughs> What's doing? but as always i am fax mancury joined by good brother my good brother you already know your boy, Twin 4K, back on Dizzle. I feel like I'm having a focusing issue right now. I don't know if my camera's, if I was on tweaking right now, I feel like it keeps like latching onto my microphone, but I don't even know. I don't even know, man, but it's your boy, Twin 4K, man. We back on set. And, um, you know, just, I guess I'm, I'm happy to be alive another week, man. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's December. You know what I'm saying? We made it through a crazy ass year. So, shit, man. So I'm just happy to be yeah, it's still December alive. December 7th. That's crazy. Where the hell did. This what? entire year go. This year it fucking like, shot by, bro. It doesn't even make sense. Like I feel it like was March, and then that was it. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. What happened is that we started like the lockdown started, and then like the whole year shot by. So pretty yeah. much we're where we're at now, and it's just like, man, I'm just happy to be here, man. I'm happy to have made it through. I guess I could say, yeah. you know, what I'm saying another two weeks. So with that in mind, how was your time away? How was your break in between? Uh, my week was all right, bro. I mean, you know, overall, like, these last two weeks have been, you know, pretty much, I guess, social media, everything on the Internet, Internet, Internet. I haven't done too many things, I guess, like outside of just like, you know, just being home and just paying attention to what's going on uh, as far as uh, just like the actual things that I've gotten into. I mean, you know, your boy has just been like really just been still on the hunt for cars. Cause like my fucking, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like you, it's you just, got it's, one, so we got one. Like, oh, now, now you exactly. Go. You got to get the, the next situation already situated. It's crazy how that works. Like, you know, at least when you're in a relationship, you know, it's two different cars. So, you know, you account for one, you still got to account for another. So, um, um, my, my maximum, man, I don't know if I'm keeping it, bro. I don't know if like, if, yeah. if I have that relationship, at least with the car. And I mean, it's for many reasons. I think a lot of car people, would understand and concur. Like, you know, if you know a lot about cars, like the Nissan Maxima platform, although it was cool, Nissan at one point was cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just time to move on. It's time to move on from the standpoint of like, there's just better options out there. There's better performance options. There's better luxurious options. And Nissan, to be honest, they don't give a fuck about their, uh, their uh, fan base, their whole like, uh, you know, consumer base. You know, they don't listen to them, to be entirely honest. They for years have just given us the same cars over and over and over. We're pretty much at a point where outside of like, you know, maybe the transmissions and the engine options, the Infinity, which is uh, Nissan's luxury brand, doesn't necessarily offer any benefits over like a Nissan. Like a Nissan has wow. more technology than an Infinity product, and Infinity might have the performance over the Nissan products. So it's stupid. It's like they're working backwards. Like you don't see BMW or... Lexus yeah. or, you know, all the other like major like luxury brands, uh, Audis, Mercedes, yeah, they don't do that with their 
uh, subsidiary brands. They don't do that with yeah, that subsidiary shit. Subsidiary brands and the classes too. Like, you know, C class, E class, A class, S class. Exactly. You, this is all, you know what you're paying for and you know why they're each money and why they're considered this class. Exactly. You feel like the reward as you go up those um different rankings, yeah. I guess is like the way I want to put it. But, you know, pretty much that's like the issue right now with Nissan and, you know, I'll be honest, like my Max is a great car. And I mean, even like compared to some of the cars that I'm even cross shopping, I guess stock for stock, you know, my car could kind of trade blows with them. It's not like too far behind and even technology. And I would say, and even on some levels, interior quality wise, it's really like neck for neck. I don't want to reveal what I'm looking at, but um, at the same time, I just know like well, what I like to do and what I feel like I'm going to be getting into, like, you know, like I really like playing with my cars with all due respect. Like, uh, and like the max, even to some degree, like I was doing like exhaust work. I did intake work and, you know, I was kind of getting into the whole modding things and trying to get in, but there is a roof because of the transmission on that car versus like on cars like BMWs or Mercedes and, you know, even like the Dodge with the new V8s and things like that. They're using all these new eight speed automatics and, seven speed, nine speed automatics, yeah. like all these like technologies though that are easily modeled. They're popular with a lot of the performance guys. So I don't want to be too long with it on just that. I mean, that's been pretty much my like, in, I feel like it's been my entire week, but at the same time, you know, I still was doing other things. If anybody's been following me on the gram or on Twitter the last two weeks, you'll see that I threw the uh, NZXT Z63 all-in-one liquid cooler. The cracking. The cracking. You already know, son. So I threw that bad boy in my rig, and that shit was pretty fun, man. It was, it, it was actually interesting because technically, in my case, that um, cooler is not supposed to have fit. It's actually a two hundred and eighty millimeter cooler. Um, anybody who doesn't know, I'm actually using a Lian Lee uh, Land Cool Two PC case, and up top, it's not supposed to be able to fit a two eighty. It's only supposed to be able to fit two forties. So I got the two eighty to fit up there, nice and snug. And um, I mean, this this cooler is just so cool because it has like a digital LCD screen that can show you temperatures. And But my ass, I fucking put a fucking... <laughs> Cameron Gillespie. Cameron Gillespie. Crack a bottle over the dude's head for being disrespectful while they were shooting crabs. Yeah, they were shooting dice and he smashed the bottle over his head. I'm literally looking at it right now as I'm speaking this. And it's just hilarious, bro. I love the rig, man. It's just, it's really just come together. Like any, everybody who sees it in person, they're always blown away. So I'm super happy to have that done. And the performance games. The performance games have been crazy. Uh, can't beat the liquid cooling. Cannot it's beat it. It has to set up, but it's, if you got the time and the resources and the money, it's 100%. One of those saying luxury cars, that's like mm-hmm. a luxury equivalent, really. You yeah, pretty much. Yourself, you put that work in. Yeah. And it does reward you. It yeah, that, that, rate, that motherfucker cooled off, bro. And uh, like essentially all my temps dropped, I want to say anywhere from 10 to 20 degrees. So, I mean, that's like that's an incredible performance increase. And sound wise, it's been phenomenal. I don't hear anything coming from a machine other than the pump noise. So that's been pretty cool. Um, and then last but not least, I've just been watching television, man. I've been actually back into television. I, I don't know about you. I watched The Undoing. I don't know if you got got a chance to get nah, into that hype. Oh, man, that shit was... so much shit nowadays. It's so hard for me to keep up. Every week I hear something. Did you watch this? I'm like, what are all of these things? Yeah. And this week, I guess it's Undoing. Last week, people were like, you got to watch Queen's Gambit. Yeah. I, I Honestly, Shine is more up to date. 
with like all the different like shows that come on television and things like oh, that. Oh, I think uh, Ruthie's watching this. Yeah, it was like that yeah, little five yeah. episode like thing that came out over like they. I, I don't want to say came out over Thanksgiving, but I guess it came out recently and it culminated uh, with the episode that I released last week. And that motherfucker was epic, bro. Like, I'm not going to lie. Issa Rae tweeted. She was to say, yo, son, undoing, son, I love white mess. And honestly, that's what that show is. <laughs> that show is this mad white mess. Like, like, that shit had me in tears when she said that. But it's, You can't relate, so you just be like, damn, y'all just seem like y'all going through it, huh? Yeah, nah, it's and it's honestly some of the most crazy shit because it's really, it's a, I think it was like an Upper East Side or... Like pretty much like uh, right below Harlem, so I, I would say like a really prominent, mm. um, you know, neighborhood. Obviously, that motherfuckers get a, um, a a fucking tragedy happens, and I, you know, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who might be watching it or um, might want to tune into the show. But like that shit just gets crazy, bro. It just goes so left. You, uh, I don't want to say you don't expect it, but at the same time, you're just like, I right, like, come on, damn, you wasn't expecting that. But then like you have the answer in front of you and you don't want to believe it until the last minute. And I think it just has, uh, it says a lot about just the current state of society and the current state of just perceptions. And it it actually even plays into one of our later topics. I'm not going to like reel it in. I'm going to reel it in when it comes to uh, when we, when we talk about it a little bit later, but that's a pretty good show. I don't know if um, you're going to tune in with uh, Ruthie, but definitely try and give one of those a watch. You're going to okay. laugh. You you yeah, yeah. you would just laugh the whole time. That's just, <laughs> you'd be like, nah, this shit is just fucking insane, and you would just laugh. Like, <laughs> that's, that's probably what I would say, honestly. And then fucking last but not least, my baby, my, my favorite show, the final season of Attack on Titan. Shout out Man. all my anime manga heads, you know what I'm saying? That's the it. final season's back, so... I just, I, we cracked that bottle last week. That's what do you think cool. so far? I mean, I'll I, I be reading the manga. So after like, I think season two, I was like, I'm not waiting any longer. I'm just going to start reading this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, you know, they're up to the first episode. And I mean, it just like right now, it seems like I actually don't remember what happened the very last episode of the season prior, but I do remember what they were kind of building up towards, if I remember correctly. So this looks like, you know, a jump in time to either before i think it was i would say before what's going on and they're kind of like leading up Mm -hmm. to like okay you know whatever happened with the titan like i've seen the beast titan essentially and you know what i'm saying you see like rainer and i'm like you know what i'm saying it's just crazy so i don't know yo it's cool i think attack on titan is probably the best like like anime on television for me right now like it's definitely the one that's taken or replaced by like binge for like naruto growing up and bleach and you know, I was definitely one of the main, like, anime dudes. I'll definitely be honest about that shit. So, like, having a show like that step in there, like, it's just been pretty fire. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm excited, bro. That, I can't uh, wait. It takes that typical shonen protagonist shit and just throws it out the window. Exactly. Like, you're going to deal with whatever happens. Yeah. Yo, yo honestly. World. Exactly, yo, bro. I feel like, you know what? The thing about Attack on Titan, though, that captivates me compared to a lot of different um, enemies I've ever, like, ever even gotten into is just that, yo, that shit just makes you feel a true sense of despair. Like, sometimes you're like, yo, I actually feel bad for the characters. I'm like, bro, imagine being in that situation. It's such a harrowing, like, world they live in. You're like, yeah. nah, bro, I would not want to be in part of this. And all. it's like the way they animate it, too. They actually animate the expressions and the feelings so very well. Like, you're looking at yeah. the character like, oh, man, he looked like he just shit himself. And he has to deal with this. Like, imagine having to deal with this. Oh, man, but bro, that's been my week, man. That's been my week for the most part. 
How about you, man? What about shit? Because it's been two weeks till Thanksgiving, too. Oh, man. Yo, actually, you know what? I forget. And that's like the bi-weekly schedule kicking in right there. But Thanksgiving, yo, actually, happy Thanksgiving to everybody, honestly, since, you know, that's passed. And, you know, me, you know, we just spent that with the fam, man. We was just low-key. I actually didn't even get to see, like, my family because, you know, you want to be responsible. I didn't want to go to, like, my dad's or, you know, and my mom actually is so funny. She's on vacation. That's a long story. Like African parents, man, that they feel invincible, and reg- regardless of anything, they're invincible. But you know, I was responsible. I still didn't go check in with like too many people. I did check in with Shola and uh, Rebecca, and actually, shit, they announced. Yeah, you know, I keep forgetting. Yeah, so yeah. many shit, like so congrats, much time passed. Congrats, but congratulations yeah. to to Shola and Rebecca, man. Like you know, because they, they actually bringing in a beautiful baby girl. That is gonna be crazy. You know, I'm going to be a, another uncle two times over and I got my sister. Growing, yeah. The family continues to grow. So that shit is crazy. But um, yeah, man, we spent Thanksgiving with them and um, also with uh, Shy's family at the street. You know, we just, you know, yeah. really low key, nothing too crazy. Not yeah. like Thanksgivings of, you know, years past where you get to get drunk and bounce between mad yeah. different places and potentially go out. What you got. Yeah. How about Next you, bro? Um, our, yeah, our Thanksgiving, yeah, circumstances came up, so we had to change the last minute, but we ended up just cooking, uh, shit, we cooked a lot, because mm-hmm. a lot of Mac, cooked a lot of mash, it worked out, um, we just, you know, did what we could with our time, uh, the week after was just crazy, it was just, I gotta tell you after, it was just like a bunch of stuff that went on, I was just like, what the hell is going on oh, <laughs> right <sure>. now, <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, it's just, you know, uh, just been keeping it light and breezy here at the crib, uh, trying to, like I said, uh, uh, going back to the last episode, just finding ways to stay not necessarily productive, but just feeling like I'm not just sitting here doing absolutely nothing. Just finding mm. some forward progress in everything that I'm doing to at least give myself a sense of time passing as opposed to if I feel like I sit here and do the exact same thing. That's what leads to me being like, what day is it? So just trying to get that yeah. going. Um and then, yeah, I mean, today I watched Tenant. That was crazy. Um, I, I really give that a lot of thumbs up. I would do a review on that, but <laughs> no, it, it was good. It was, it was good. If you like Christopher Nolan films, you like action. It was basically time James Bond with, with a, a black man at the front, which is, hey, there's absolutely zero complaints to me mm-hmm. at that. Um, yeah, that and uh, what, what was, I don't know, if I, if I was watching really a lot of TV this week. Mm. Nah, I wasn't anything. Nah, yeah, um, nah, shit. I don't want to blame you. Honestly, I don't yeah. watch TV other than like I feel like the fact that these two shows are like that show was on and like it captivated me. Like there's only like a few things I watch consistently. Maybe Law and Order, basketball. <laughs> like it's very like it's and it's so funny. I watch Law and Order be pissed off at the cops and like their propaganda towards the cops. And like it's so funny. I, I like I'm very very basic when it comes to like what captivates me on television. Yeah. So I don't blame people for not watching TV. Yeah. Like if I tune in on a show by action, I see like a hot fight scene. I'm like, well, all right. <laughs> Let me yeah. find out another episode of this. Let me see. Like I, I don't demand a lot. Like I don't need a show with like 40 different layers of complex character interactions and all this. Nah, just, it just needs to be enjoyable. Enjoyable yeah. good or enjoyable bad. That's, that's two different things, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That was pretty much my week. Uh, so, shit, let's get into it. Uh, we have a lot of stuff that we put. 
but we yeah. can just filter stuff out or just, you know, pick apart any one of the topics. So I'm going to leave it to you to choose what we're going to get into first here. Shit, I mean, I guess let's uh let's crack it off. I mean, let's just pop the bottle, man. I mean, I feel like we kind of already started talking about it or, you know, it's like about the whole notion of shit, man. It's already like December, you know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Like the year kind of yeah. like flew by, like, and, you know, as we like, I guess, approach, I mean, are we going to, we're going to be able to still get at least one more episode and yeah. I think before the end of the year to do like a true recap. But I mean, I guess if we're like looking back at the year, because um, I know I, I like that topic you kind of threw, threw in the chat, like looking back at your year, like, I don't know, like, do you have like, I don't know, like, do you like, do, is there anything you appreciate or like say have learned or maybe per se, you know, I guess have like gained or maybe has you looking t- towards the future with positivity. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Yeah, so, like, what's the one thing that this year is like, I guess taught me or like that resonated with me, I guess is yo, the question that you're trying to ask. My man's just took the words and put them all together for me. Cause like, I definitely <laughs> could not say that. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's see. Oh, I man. Damn. It sounds cheesy. And like, I would say every year since 2017 has really been that. But like, this has been, a, a again, I would say like a really big year of just dedicating towards like, uh, I would say self-awareness, but also because I feel like I, pri- I try to pride myself on being self-aware, having a lot of conversations internally with myself about, you know, who I am, you know moral and ethical implications, all of that, you know, encompassing me as a person. But this year felt like it was the time to say, okay, I'm aware of who I am. And that means good and bad things, but also having the awareness to say, I need to change, change these things or certain things about myself that I might find, or I'd be like, you know what, that's not a good or healthy conducive habit. And that could be anywhere from, you know, how I might talk to somebody when I'm, you know, angry or mad or any, any, which one of those things, but just really saying, okay, it's more, it needs to be more than just, okay, I know that that's wrong. I need to start now catching it as I'm doing it and then learning, okay, how do I prevent that from even happening now? How do I be better in all of these regards? And just constantly looking at that and just even, you know, stuff that I uh, learned in the beginning of the year, uh, with myself and then even to now and even that change from the stuff I learned and saying, oh, I took that a step farther within the same year. So I would say, yeah, just really taking that self-awareness, getting these lessons learned, getting a better picture about who I am, learning, unlearning things that might be unhealthy or things that are unhealthy. And also understanding that, listen, like this journey is going to happen every year, but I feel like this year is the first time I kind of like put my two feet in the ground. I was like, all right, I'm actually going to really, really do this. And like, just really try and, you know, cause I knew like, if I don't do it this year, necessarily try to work on that, like the, uh, I guess dread that surrounds this year right now would like 100% get into me and it's still getting to me, but I feel mm. like it's only getting to me a certain amount because I did that work. Mm. No, I can respect that. I respect that. No, nah, yeah. Like I, I hope like, you know, obviously, you know, you just continue to like, like at least gain on that, you know what I'm saying? And, and achieve at least, you know, what it is that you're looking for, at least for me, you know, going in or at least this year, like what I feel like that I've like been able to look back and at least learn, and at least want to carry forth into next year is um, just like I've learned that, like, 
you know, you really have to have, you know what I mean? We we talked about it, I think, on the last podcast, you know, that appreciation for the process and just understanding that, you know, that things aren't instantaneous and that the things that you may want in life, um, you know, rather like I have a true problem of I don't want to say of like necessarily like window shopping, but maybe like having like that bystander effect of like, you know, when you want something or you want uh, to achieve something, sometimes you might do a lot of thinking about it or uh, maybe like you may stand back and watch what it is that you feel like you want or something that you want done or, you know, you might even, you know, like, should we live in the modern era in 2020? You can go mm-hmm. on YouTube and literally anything in the world that you can think of, you could probably type in and somebody is doing it. Like, so yeah. you can just watch it be done or, you know, something that you maybe want to do professionally or even something for a hobby or you know, if you maybe want to be able to get away and like go somewhere on vacation, is there like a type of food you may want to eat? Whatever it is, your hobby, a car you want to draw, play, a, a guitar you want to play, like a fucking tech piece of technology you want to test out. Whatever your mind can conjure, like pretty much you can find on there. And like I kind of have like a very bad issue with doing that where like, you know, whether it's professionally or just creatively, or just something that's personally bothering me or, you know, something that I might want in my career. Like, I'll just like be like a bystander effect. I'm just watching it, watching it be done, Mm -hmm. watching like that shit happen. And, you know, not actually trying to put in the work. Like, I don't know when it happened, but, you know, I kind of went from being a go-getter as far as like a lot of like just going to do the things that I needed to do to get things that I want done to just kind of standing back and being like, shit, man, I can't wait to get it done. And like, so I don't want to say I'm waiting for it to be handed to me. Um, cause I feel like in adult life, unfortunately, like a lot of things have felt like that. Like sometimes it feels like, Oh, yo, you know what? If I just put in the hours, I put in the time, eventually, you know, you'll get the recognition. Eventually you'll get this, eventually you'll get that. And you know, like that is cool and that's fine, but like you need to make sure that you're actually putting in the steps during the process and or enjoying that process of, all right, yo, you know what? Like if you want that job, you might actually have to go to work and act like you like your job and like, or at least have to see like, you know what I'm saying? Like see the value in it and what it is that you're doing. Try to draw the value out of it and turn that into a positive so that you could try and get what it is that you want. So that next position that you want, you might be able to look at this job and be like, yo, you know what? Well, I could kind of like finagle the my the definition of this job to say that I was doing this and the job responsibilities for the job that I want. You know what I'm saying? Like match that shit up on yeah. your resume. And 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 or like at least if you can identify that your job actually has those um like skills, benefits, uh, I guess uh or things, qualifications. qualifications, yeah, like things or things that will teach you so that you can pull to your next job. If it has those things, make sure that you are working hard to to um, capitalize upon those things. And I, I definitely, with my newest job, I'll be honest, like I, f- I just fell into a state of just weird, like, you know, I wasn't really going after things anymore. And, um, you know, this year has just really taught me to like, yo, you... You have tons of time to yourself. You know what I'm saying? We've been locked at home for months on months on end. And like, honestly, like I've learned that, yo, you know, this shit is just not going to be handed to you, bro. Like when you look around or at any peers or you see, you know, unfortunately, that's the the biggest thing that we got to deal with in the 2020 is that, you know, you have Twitter, you have these news sources, the Instagrams of the world. You're looking at that shit and you see people succeeding, whether it's your friends, family, random people on Twitter or 
You know, I'm fucking 20 years old and I just signed my first $200,000 contract. You know what I'm saying? Whatever they want to say, like some bullshit. Like you're just like, damn, like, okay, if I really, really want success or I want like my definition of success or whatever that is, I have to work towards these things. And I kind of just gotten into a position and or a place mentally where like that's kind of just been my motto, like to just get back on top of, okay, you know what, if you want this done, this is what you have to do. And you have to enjoy this process of like you're having this conflict within yourself of just putting in the work. And I mean, if you, but if you do it though, it's that shit going to pay off. And like, you actually have to think about it. Like, dog, like think about what it is that you want, like, and what it is that you want out of your life. Like if you put in this work right now, like you're going to feel really good about yourself if you're actually able to get it done. So like, you know, I'm I'm trying to get high off of that again. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, you know what I mean? Like there's like, I, I lost the high, like the love for that high. So I'm trying to get that hot love for that high back. And, um, you know, like, that's what 2020 has taught me. You know what I'm saying? Especially shit, you know, we're rolling out here, man. Like, yeah. this shit has stripped opportunity from everybody. Like, everybody's yeah. opportunity, everybody's joy. You know what I mean? What it is that a lot of people wanted to accomplish this year, they weren't able to accomplish. So, like, to me, once they got this vaccine out there, and shit, I know we're going to get into that in a little bit. Like, that shit is just going to be a true motive, like, it's going to be a, a true reason to just be motivated again. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to be first in line to get injected, but at the same time, I am saying, like, I am going to get that vaccine in me because it's responsible, you know what I'm saying? You you get vaccinated, and then as a society, we're going to do what we need to to get, like, just back in the game because that shit is important, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I definitely feel like I've been sidelined for too long. That shit is, like, a very demoralizing and demotivating feeling, like. Yeah, it's definitely a definitely those things. And for me in particular, like I'm seeing it up front with like job hunting and I'll be like, oh, my goodness, this is terrible. But also, like I came to a similar conclusion in the way that I always look at myself and like, all right, I'm still trying to figure out what to do. And I've tried like my hand at several different things since a certain age. And so I guess the other aspect of that same point is that I looked at it and said, yeah, you can, you have to do the work, but also don't be deterred because you have to do the work now at 26 and you see people at 20, get it. Like, don't, don't try to limit yourself and be like, Oh, I'm I'm too old or I failed. Like it's too late for me. Like, nah, like you can, it could, it could, it could turn around whatever point in time. And like, Mm -hmm. that's okay. Like whatever it happens for you, it happens for you. Like just Mm because you see it happening to somebody else earlier, doesn't mean that your life is any worse or any, you know, worse off because of it took you till 32 or 40 to get your big break or whatever you're doing. Who cares? You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. What happens is, you know, your life has steered yourself in that direction and, you know, pitfalls and shit like that happens. But, you know, if you want to get to a certain spot, then, yeah, you put in that work. And sometimes other obligations deter that. But, you know, there's tons of people that little by little. All right. Hey, listen, you know, you start school. You go to school for two years. Some people suddenly have a kid. Then all of a sudden it takes you seven years to finish school. Don't worry about the time it took you seven years. The fact that you did, you finished school. Be proud of that. Mm-hmm. Be proud. Like Some people couldn't even do what you did and try to manage both. Being like, yo, I had to raise my kid and go to school, but I still did it. 
So I just look at it and just try to say, especially this year, especially this year, like we were saying, with like the whole dread and people people not making out of this year, you know, because of the COVID. So I'm looking at it like, listen, like I got to just be thankful that I'm even here mm-hmm. and that I, that I could even still work on the shit that I'm trying to work towards. Some people, that's it. They don't, you know, okay. unfortunate circumstances has stripped them of that. I just said, sorry, that's it. Your time on this planet is done. Thanks. Shit crazy. So I just got to be thankful, yeah, that I'm here doing this pod, that I could even say, you know what, I'm going to try to, you know, finally do the things I want to do or start working towards them or start, you know, making up more conscious effort. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So speaking of that, <laughs> um, shit, let's jump into some smaller topics where we get into the heavier stuff. Um <laughs> I would, <laughs> you know what? Let's do this one because I feel like it's a little meaty, but it's just funny. Yeah. So anybody that's been on Instagram and Twitter has just seen the debacle of True Kitchen <laughs> and, <laughs> and cocktails with a case, and the whole video with everybody going crazy and the owner going crazy and just that entire situation mm. and. It's just one of the funniest things I've seen in some time. Like it's just, it's just, it's so much ridiculousness, man. I don't even know where to start on it. I don't know if you know, like, and I guess you know that is the conversation. You know, the conversation of you know, is the owner doing too much? Like, do people just not have self control? People doing too much? Yeah, yeah like, like, or is it just everything on both sides and in between? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even understand. Like, I just really don't understand. Shit, when did brunch become more about the dancing and drinking than the food? Like, I feel like brunch used know. to be about the food, but I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know. How do you like, feel about it, bro? Yeah, I'm going to let you. Let me, let uh, me get to it. <laughs> brunch is cool. I don't know where it came from that, like, places just started really emphasizing, like, brunch to be a thing. I guess I look at it like I personally enjoy brunch for the fact that, oh, I'm drinking early, which means that I can you know, get blasted and it's only two o'clock and I could, you know, be sober and then go to sleep at 10, 11 o'clock at night and be all right. Instead of being out wee hours into the morning, 3 a.m., going back on the train, you just slumped in the chair. Like, I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Brunch is like that perfect medium. But yeah, I I don't know. I I guess because of that, because of, I guess, the popularity of brunch, uh, more people starting to do it, I guess they said, all right, well, this could be daytime clubs is essentially what some brunches are. Like I've been to remember Il Bastardo when it was on seventh Ave. That shit was a club basically. Mm-hmm. Like I, it, it was dark as hell in there. <laughs> there was a whole dance floor afterwards. Like they was just serving. It, it was crazy. So I feel like, yeah, that it, it's definitely due to the fact that, you know, there's two types of people, people who go out at night and people go out in the day and the businesses said, hey, look, we can still cater to people go out in the day or people that just like party environments at all hours of the day. So, yeah, no, but yeah, uh, the the whole shit itself is just crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, to the owner, I don't know what you was expecting. You serving people out of Patron bottles, out of Juicy bottles, like just full amounts of liquor. Oh, and, like, yeah. And you playing music and you playing that kind of music. And when people sit in there drinking that whole shit and God, you know, I don't know how long they waiting to get their food, but I know some places you wait an hour to get your food, but it's unlimited drinks. By the time I get there, you're already done. You're already cooked up. So yeah. <laughs> if you ain't want that environment, why did you give everybody's the recipe for that? Yo, you just getting the recipe, man, especially if they don't got no food in them. So yeah, they're going to be, they're going to be dancing on all fours, but, what are you saying? Like, 
if they're drunk with no food in them, like you got the weight on the food. No, I, I definitely agree, essentially. Like, I'm, I'm definitely one of the guys that's in the middle on this because I feel like the owner definitely was an asshole. Like, I mean, if we're going to be straight up and be honest and frank about the situation, he was an asshole. You know, he came out like and, you know, if anybody has watched the video, I'm sure everybody's watched the video. He was just extremely condescending. Um, you know, it just came off like aggressively to everybody when it really was just one person supposedly that was doing the dancing. I don't have all the facts, but I'm pretty sure that is correct. Um, like, I don't have them either. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like I, you know, cause I mean, it's crazy that like, this is even news, but this is the state of fucking news in 2020. Like, yeah. but that, that is the, the, supposedly the situation. I mean, he addressed the a whole room versus the one person. He should have just addressed the one person. I think that, like, he could have been a lot nicer. I mean, but I think we do need to have that conversation about self-control. Just like I got it written there. Like, come on, son. Every single time y'all hear music, bro, we don't need to be on all fours, twerking, grinding, this and that, like, dancing. Like, I, I like, yo, man, I don't even want to sound like that guy because it, I guess, like, you know what? The conversation did evolve on the timeline, and I actually don't have it there, but a lot of people were saying some things, like, that a lot of, like, people's, like, questions or like once you start to question oh why shouldn't we have been dancing and this and that or like she should be allowed to like twerk I guess and and do these things in public without anybody saying that she she needs to control herself or like this is all rooted in like you know whiteness and you know all that like stuff like that that you know y'all have yeah. this idea of like this is what y'all need to be in public in a restaurant. Got to conduct yourself a certain way to be acceptable. To be in acceptable a in a way, like you know, and I and I, and I'll be honest, like there is truth. There's absolutely truth to that statement. Like you know, you feel like oh, like you know, you start doing dancing or you start twerking, you start grinding in a club, or oh, now you acting ghetto. Like for a while, that shit was like oh, they acting ghetto in a corner, or, like yeah. you acting up. Anytime somebody starts like bugging out if you any anybody start getting light in the club or something crazy like oh no the hood is here like that's what people people think like if brooklyn just showed up or harlem in the house or something crazy like and it's just like you know why like why is it that i guess black acts of joy and our celebrations is considered like unworthy or like not like okay in in certain situations that actually call for it. Like I mean, just like you said, there's drinks Can going on. Music shit when after sports games, when white people just burning cars, flipping that shit over. Like hey, let's go, we just won the World Series. Yeah, <laughs> basically blowing, blowing shit, up. shit up. Yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> and the cops are just like, yeah, they're just celebrating. What do you want them to do, huh? Yeah, and it's just like it is funny. I would say like. Personally, in this one particular instance, I look at it like you always know what to do in a situation because the situation itself shows you what to do. Like you walk into a fancy restaurant and, you know, it's candle lit. Everybody's talking quietly. You follow suit for the most part because it's already shown you what it expects. I feel like if that I look at it like the owner, like if you didn't want that, then you should have made a conscious effort to get ahead of that. Mm -hmm. can't wait till people are doing it and then be like, what are y'all doing? That's not what I wanted. When, like I said, you gave the recipes, you're serving people drinks, you got the music going. Like if you have a party like environment, how can you not expect people to have party like parties, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, have that kind of party fun. Like even when we went um, to the Harlem spot, 
And it was like, you know, everybody, like people at their tables, like dancing and shit. Like you play the music, you have to DJ. Like, what are you insinuating? Mm-hmm. That you, you know, that it's a party, that it's a club type thing. Like, not to say you could take away the music, but then you should, at, at that point, I, I would, and, you know, I wouldn't come out like he did and start yelling at everybody. Just be like, all right, you know what? We're, we're, I'm going to let it rock this time. And the next time I'll be like, listen, this is how I want this shit to go. I didn't expect it to go like that. Mm-hmm. But also, like, as you said, he was being very condescending. Like, these are also your patrons. Like, these are your customers. These are the people keeping you over. To keep it running. So you coming out condescending like that, watch how fast, you know, word of mouth spreads and you shut down out of business because you decided to come out the side of your face. Nobody's going to be sad for you when if you decided to do that. And, you know, at any person this day and age, you know, when all it takes is somebody just pull out a phone and start recording. You, you got to be careful about, you know, the kind of shit that you're saying. But also, like, as again, as a business owner, why are you coming out the side of your face to patrons for, you know, you're not necessarily harming anybody. That's more of, oh, this is deemed inappropriate for whatever setting. But if you don't set the boundaries of whatever setting, then who are you really mad at? Exactly. No, I, honestly, like, and that, honestly, it's all spot on. I don't even, I don't even know if I can add to that, but it, like, that's all spot on. Like, because essentially, like, you know, like, and I guess, like, when you do sit down, like, and look at the crux of the argument and the crux of the situation, like, yeah, DJ at, like, brunch or even at any restaurant-like setting, that is a little aggressive, man. I'm not going to lie, man. A yeah, DJ? A DJ? Loud, like, people yeah. just start dancing of their own accord. Yeah. So, like, it's yeah. right. Like, if I don't want no shit with a DJ and when, in, and when you're in environments and there's a DJ and you don't want it, you're like, yo... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's just crazy. Like, and I think you know the only thing, like, and I, and the only in his defense, the only thing I'll say is like, all right, guys, the only thing we shouldn't be doing at anybody's establishment is like you should not be dancing on anybody's furniture. That is tight. Oh, putting your feet up. Yeah, <laughs> like supposedly, like yeah, she was like standing on the chairs and like twerking on the wall, hands up on the wall, and I because I didn't even see the actual video of her dancing. But if I like seen the video and I like you know even if I seen that I probably like me myself I wouldn't care. But I understand as an owner, look like yeah, he he did put his money into the, that furniture. It's kind of like if you was throwing a house party and you seen somebody just standing on your couch and twerking on the wall. You y'all like you know what I'm saying? People gonna be like, "Yo, get I'm the fuck up out my house!" Exactly, yeah. Get the yo, fuck up out my house. Yeah, like yo, get the fuck up out my house. I'm kicking you up out the crib real right. quick. Like, you could have that. You could have been like, "Listen, like I have a strict tolerant no policy," but now you gonna be like, "Look at all this. And then then you lost me. Then I know I'm like, "All right, like I get it," but now you just being <laughs> now I understand. Like okay, you kicking me out, but now I'm not coming back. <laughs> feel me like yeah. it could have been like okay i get it i won't do that next time now it's oh okay you're kicking me out oh i don't even want to come back no more no nah, that shit is funny that one time <laughs> um all right uh what else we got so something super tiny we always talking about electronics because we're a bunch of nerds in here um and i know we had like conversations in the discord about technology and stuff like that and but you know again i'm gonna just we'll just jump into it make a point of just you know the low stock in electronics crazy you know like see these releases and yeah of course it's the resellers like we said but we just see like companies due to covid due to all of these restrictions just have these low stocks and like i just look at it as not only an indication of how long is that going to last like that shortage but also like what other things can that begin to affect, you know, like 
when it's taking longer to produce, it's taking longer. And we just never have seen that in our lifetime where these things are just straight up slowing stuff down. And I also look at it too, in uh, conjunction with, you know, I've known computer gaming to not be this popular where things are selling out at this rate. Like, yeah, it'll sell out, but you usually get a decent chance of getting it. Now it's just mm-hmm. straight up gone instantly. And like, so my twofold question, um, the low stocks and electronics, like how long do we think this is going to last and how it's going to affect other things? And also like, are more people just straight up building PCs because they want to, or are they actually getting into gaming? Are people just bored and, you know, they just want the latest electronics or is it an actual you know, turn to PC gaming. Um, I think, um, I think like it's definitely a combination of both. Like, I think there is a lot of people actually getting into PC gaming. Like I, I've seen people definitely built PCs that I never thought would have PCs from friends to, you know, I guess even like when you see people that play video games on console that transition to PC, like they're all trying to like make true, like, or gain every single advantage that they can. Like, at their games, like people take their games, I guess that serious, which I never thought that a lot of people would do. Like, you know, a lot of people, you know, COVID has, um, I don't want to say, unfortunately, I guess, fortunately, you know, um, inspired a lot of people to pursue streaming. Like I know a lot of people are trying to stream, they're getting on camera, you know, why not? Like, you know, I always said it myself, I actually don't play games as much as I would like to, but I definitely should. And whenever I am playing games, you should. And I'm, I, was saying all of that to say that I'm a supporter of, hey, yeah, why not? You don't maybe not have to turn on a camera, but maybe you should turn on some game capture tool, you know, and, and just talk bullshit over the fucking uh, yeah. gameplay. Why not? Like, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you play the game a lot, you know what I'm saying? If that takes up a lot of your time week in, week out, and you're really good at it, a lot of people might just want to watch you play it. Like, surprisingly, a lot of people make careers off of doing those things as as silly as it sounds and as like as uh, dumb as it sounds but then you know like i i guess anything yeah you can do anything in 2020 like now it's so crazy so like seeing people get into that is definitely where like i could understand why okay these shits are selling out faster than ever like and then obviously when you tackle on the notion of the resellers like i mean reselling has is literally officially now in 2020, it's truly an occupation. Like people like grow up, like they go to school and like, you know, some of them just say, hey, you know what? I just want to resell. Like my my job forever is just to cook. Like I might have a nine to five to get me like thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year maybe. But then I got like with that money, like I'm using it to cook up on reselling and double my money, double my investments and things like that. And, you know, at one point, it was, I guess, as a youth, I used to be able to say I respect it. And I still do somewhat respect reselling. I never want to come off as like, yo, I, he's hating on resellers. I definitely respect reselling as like it's I hate own. scalpers. I hate Not scalpers. Reselling. Yeah, scalpers exactly. Straight up buying it and marking up the price like 600 percent. Yeah. Like, What's up? Yeah, like, like sorry, broke man, broke girl, you can't buy this shit. Like, and what? it and unfortunately, it was a lot of that botting. Botting is just what killed the culture. When it used to be like, yo, you still had to go to the brick and mortar shop to pick up a lot of these sneakers, like the raffles yeah. and things like that to get sneakers. Like, you you had networks of people where they might have been like five to ten people deep on teams, and that's how they would hit on a lot of sneakers. That's but, tough. Listen, you got that dedication. I don't. But I you had to go wait on those lines yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And like now it's just these people with these scripts, man. It's like applications and you are literally 
like dominating the market. Coding. Yeah. It's web coding. Like, what it's, is this? It's it's crazy. So it's just like we, you know, we're kind of in this position where it's like, you know, like, is it gonna get better? Like, how is it going to affect, like, going even into 20, 2021, like, how is it going to affect things? Like, look at AMD, bro. They had that paper launch, bro. Like, that, that, like, we thought NVIDIA's launch was bad. AMD's launches have been remarkably worse, which is, is scary. It's Crazy, definitely scary yeah. to say. Something to say. So, like, I mean, you know, at this point, I mean, I, I want to pray that it does get better because, you know, a lot of people are going to have some tough times, man. They're not going to be able to, uh, get a lot of the things that they want done. But I mean, for all the people that have transitioned and are, I guess, taking it serious, serious, like, you know, and, you know, I hope people aren't just bored playing games and, you know, spending that much money because I, you, you don't need to build a gaming PC to be that bored. I mean, to play a video game. Like, you know, you could just get a console. Yeah. But if you are building PCs, like, I, I definitely do respect that shit. Shout out to all yeah, my PC Yeah, I try to tell people all the time, just budget. Whatever your budget is. Like, don't worry about the, the hottest shit. Because I promise you, you can play games that looks flawless on mm-hmm. less of stuff. Like, oh, what about the 30? Yeah, if you can afford it, sure. But yeah. you don't got to go for that right off the jump. Just build yeah. up to it. And, um, and actually, the bug, I always say tell people that you, you don't want to f- feed into that bug. Because once you catch that bug of upgrading to top tier yeah. equipment, it's over. It's over. Yeah. Just, it's kind of like a new cell phone. You always want the new cell phone. Yeah. Um, okay. A lo- another tiny, tiny little thing. Uh, HBO Max is uh, partnering with WB Warner Brothers for their 2021 films are going straight to HBO Max the same oh, yeah, this day year, as they were released in movies. So that means, uh, well, I saw a thing today about uh, Dune and one other movie because that company didn't know that they were going to do that. So now they're kind of fighting that or challenging that. Like, oh, uh, we didn't agree to for y'all to do that for our movies. But that's like, you know, Wonder Woman. That's um, Matrix 4. That's Godzilla King Kong. Just straight the same day, just straight into. And that's obviously a byproduct of COVID. Mm-hmm. But... Is that it? Like, we done with the movies unless, like, it's some spectacle of a film? Like, are you know, because movie theaters are already getting shut down by, like, the truckload. Like, because it's just a business that you need people in those seats. But if nobody's going, then there's nothing. But is that it? Like, is this the first wave in what other companies are going to follow suit and say, all right, well, 2021, we're just going to pack it in. And also, if you want to watch it at home, here you go. Oh, I mean, you know, it's it's definitely tough to say. I'm definitely not a movie expert, so I wouldn't, like, say for sure. If I had to give my honest opinion, I, you know, we might see the death of a lot of, like, definitely the mom and pop theaters are done. Like, they probably won't be able yeah. to survive something like this. I don't know how, you know, unfortunately, I'm too young to truly know what ownership is like, you know, from what I understand, you know, in this fucking crazy ass country, even when you own your property, you don't ever own your property. So like, you know what I'm saying? If you're not able to generate income essentially with a lot of the property taxes that's generated year in, year out on these things, like, you know what I'm saying? These these people got to start digging into their own pockets. And I can't even imagine what property tax on a large ass facility, like a movie theater would look like and the insurances and all the things that come with like, running a true business, you know what I'm saying? Like what that actually looks like. And that, and that's why I do feel for a lot of these business owners in um, what's going on with the pandemic, the quarantine, things like that. I, like, you know what I'm saying? That's a whole nother discussion in itself. But like that shit is taking a toll. Like, I, you know what I'm saying, Island? Even when I drive up um, Forest, I was driving up Forest and I was looking at the Regal 
um, by like, the Jersey Bridge. And I'm looking at the Regal. Yo, they turned that parking lot into a COVID testing site. Like, that's a COVID testing facility, essentially, right wow. now. So it's like, okay, like, are, is that movie theater ever coming back? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, we don't even know. Like, and I mean, that's a Regal. So like that, in my mindset, I'm just like, bro, like, we really got to like, look at it like, like, if this is the new method, like, I hope it's just for COVID because I forgot what I was watching. I think I was watching, like, Shannon Sharp. He got a podcast, and I forgot who he had on it. Um, but uh, he, he had an actor on it, and he was saying something, like, you know, along the lines of, I hope it is just for COVID. Like, obviously, COVID has forced us to need to consume these um, movies, obviously, at home. But, you know, like, there is a feeling that comes with the theater. Like, I do agree to that notion. Like, you know, you yeah. get to the theater being able to experience the movie with the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Yo, turn off your cell phones. You're in a pitch black room. Your eyes can only identify what is on the screen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, the smell of the popcorn in the air. The can't, like, you don't get that feeling anywhere else. Like, I'll be honest. I, I am addicted to the movie theater experience. I'll be, I'll be yeah. entirely honest. I, I don't know about you. Like, I actually remember, like, the first time when I watched Avengers with you, bro, like, the very first time we seen Avengers in the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. And, like, just the crowd reactions and everything. Like, that shit is just nuts. real. Like, it, it, it sends yeah. chills in your spine. So, I mean, you know, shit. Like, if, you know, one day I'm going to raise kids in this world, bro. And I, I know I'm going to want them to have that, like, experience. It's going to suck if, you know, th- like, that's why I'm banking on this vaccine, man. This vaccine, you need to hold it down, bro. Because, you know what I'm saying, yeah. if, it, if it really proves effective. You know, we get to save experiences like that. I don't know what you think. What do you do? You think movies are done? Nah, I was going to say, I think so. It's like two parts. One, I think this should have been done a long time ago because you should offer more choices to the consumer because it's quite frankly like to 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 your point. There are movies that should 100% be viewed in the theater, filmed, the entire experience. You know, whether it's something completely shot on film and it could only be really seen on a projection or like for me, like I love to go to IMAX when it's a big fucking action spectacle. Mm. Like I need to see explosions, my chair shaking and everything. Like I I need that. Like like you said, I'm addicted to that. Like (laughs) so I need that. So I feel like what needs to happen is, yeah. This should have been done a long time ago so that there's so many movies that like I'd love to see. But also, is it worth spending that money? That extra, you know, $20 to go see it. Or if I'm taking Ruthie now, it's $40. Oh, you want a little something to eat? 50 something dollars. Quick, easy. For, easy for like some movie that we might walk out and be like, eh. Should've or we could have sat at home. Yeah. And it, it, it you know, it, and I feel like what it does is that I think it also should say to theaters, you should 100% be revamping the theater experience. If people are going to come out, it needs to be for a compelling reason. Like, I don't think no longer, especially because, you know, the whole movie pirated situation, it has to be some type of experience that actually warrants people to go out. Like, look at what I think stands the test of time. Drive in theaters, because that's an experience that you can't get sitting at home or even in the theater. Mm-hmm. Or like an Alamo draft house or something where they you get, you eat food. It's pretty good food. You could drink, you're chilling in the theater, you could recline back. Like, it needs to be more like that, where it's an experience that you can't get at home. Mm-hmm. It has to be something that's going to pull people off the couches. So I think it's twofold where I'm glad that this is finally happening. And like, I don't think it's going to cancel out theaters entirely, but it's just going to be harder for people to go to the theaters now. And also, like, you got to think about, you know, like you said, uh, people with kids, 
You know, like if you have two, three, four kids, that's expensive for them. Nah, that's true. $30 one time at home and you tell all the little motherfuckers sit down and you watch it right there yeah. you know so i feel like it's 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 gonna you know people who are gonna go to the theaters is still gonna go to the theaters it's just mm. now they can still make that money from people who just can't do it anymore so, mm. no i agree yeah. actually i like that i actually like your thinking there and your you you actually brought up that perspective of like the home theater experience and it's just so funny like as somebody who worked at best buy like i actually worked at best buy and like you know, yeah, I didn't work in home theater, but I can speak to and acknowledge the fact that the home theater experience, if hasn't at least rivaled that of the movie theater, it's somewhat surpassed. It. Let's be honest. Yeah, Listen, like, let's be honest. You wait yeah. a little bit, you get 4K, you don't got to worry about somebody, you know, gum on your seat or something, somebody yeah. sitting next to you, or excuse me, you got the clear, you got a good sound bar, or if you got that money, you drop Sonos or Bose, your your house is shaking, like, yeah. you in the fucking theater anyways, you just turn off all the lights, you get yourself a nice, like, 80 inch or something. 80 inch or something like that? Close. It's close. Yeah, you're gonna feel immersed. You're gonna feel exactly. 100% immersed into the movie at that point, forget about it, and I mean, like, you got your own snacks, you got your own type of foods, like, ain't nobody can cheaper. tell you nothing way cheaper like you know what i mean you and really do have to take that in exactly yeah i i agree so, so it's it's tough just gotta yeah they just gotta like I, yeah like i said i really just think if they just make theater experience more unique people are still gonna go it just might not be as much but like i said it's just gotta be something that really is like all right i really want to see this or ooh, let's make it a thing because like i i love alamo draft house go get a fucking you know let me get some jameson on the rocks i'm gonna order a burger Mm. While I'm watching the movie, it's a good burger that I can't make at home. Plus that, like, yeah, you just chilling. Like, that's a fun experience. So, like mm. I said, drive in or any one of those things. Um, but yes, all right. So now I would say, what's another little tidbit? Because we got some meteor, and I don't want to go flip the script too too much. Casanova um, <laughs> got arrested for Rico charges. Yeah, well, that shit is <laughs> that's crazy. It. That shit that's is crazy. It. Rico charges. Rico charges to me is that. They staked your ass out for multiple months and was just waiting there, just gathered all that information. Man, so, hey, no, that's it. You not you going to jail? <laughs> like, Yo, it, I just it was just so funny because like I, I very rarely turn into the best Breakfast Club, but then it showed up on my YouTube, so I showed I looked at it and they were talking about it and they played the interview that he did after I guess uh, Six Nine had gotten caught with the mm-hmm. whole Rico charges. And Casanova did the interview and pretty much was just like, yo, any millionaire that gets caught with like Miko, Rico charges and they got millions on the line, they tell yeah, it. Yeah, and he was yeah. like, I'm telling. <laughs> he said, I'm telling. So he already admitted that he going to snitch. Yeah. Like, I, bro, look, man. And I think, you know what, this speaks to a greater, I guess, situation in hip hop that I just feel like it needs to be a thing. Like people need to like one like once they get on, they really do need to do just a better job out, of yo. just cutting it out. Yeah, and just associating themselves you can't to the streets. Be that close to the streets to no more. Shit. Yeah, yeah. That's it. like yeah, you're yeah. not like the poster child. Like you can't be like you're the golden child. Like they, you got to have people to be like, all right, all right, you put on. We you got to stay legit. Mm. Like we can't we can't have you fuck with fucking around with this shit because that's this is the second time. It's just gonna yeah. keep happening. People just you know you trying to have. I think people yeah like you said with the rappers just trying to like vouch too much on like oh I'm still in the streets. I got you know quote unquote like you know street cred. Street you know, cred. I'm tough. Here. Yeah. Like, 
Nah, you don't got to do all that. Yeah, you don't got to do none of that. Exactly. Like, you're the breadwinner for your family, your hood, your whole team, like, all of that stuff. Like, you got to think about that. And they just don't do a good job of doing it. Like, like, I feel like compared to, like, just our generation of just hip-hop rappers and the tough guys and the dudes that we, you know, that we know was doing things in the streets but never got locked up for nothing because they did a good job of just, you know, staying away. Like, they are in the limelight. We know, like, they're dangerous, but they don't have to do nothing because, like, they know that they're the breadwinners for their whole situation. So, like, yeah. I don't know. They just got to, like, hustle the right way, I guess, is, like, just kind of um, what yeah. I'm saying. And, I mean, you know, I don't know, man. I guess Fred's out to do, bro. I hope, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he. I heard he pled not guilty, you know what I'm saying? I hope he's not really associated you know, all of this stuff is obviously alleged. It's all alleged. So yeah. let's hope allegedly, he, allegedly. Hopefully he gets to defeat that stuff. That's just yeah. That's funny as well. Uh, and then I'll say lastly for Tiny, <laughs> Nate Robinson taking the fattest L Bruh. of twenty twenty. Bruh, Nate, 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 Nate. Knocked out, had his legs looking like string beans. Yo, Nate Robinson on versus Jake Paul on the fucking Tyson Jones undercard is one. It's hilarious, first off. But two, the fact that he got. Yeah. Nate Robinson got knocked out by Jake Jake Paul at the Mike Tyson. (laughs) Roy Jones undercard. Undercard in 2020. Dog. What? What are we playing? A game of Madlib? Son, I just like the public response was just crazy. Like, first of all, shout outs to Nate for actually deciding to get in the ring. Like, but like shame on him for getting in the ring and not knowing how to fight like at all. Like that was crazy. Like this man funny you're like, yo, shout to you getting in the ring, but why the fuck did you get in that ring? Nah, for real. Like he, yo, all he did was scare the hell out of everybody, man. Because honestly, the way he hit the mat, thank God I fell asleep on the fight and watched the highlights, and he didn't get hurt for real. Because I, honestly, if I watched that live, I would have been terrified. Because he looked like he died when he hit the mat. Oh, like, God. the way he wasn't moving, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, and it's just crazy. It shows you, you know, I don't want to be corny and say, yo, you can't play boxing, but like that has always been that saying. Like, you can't play that thing. Yeah. Because you do this don't mean you be boxing. Yeah, like, and, you know, I know a lot of people were sitting there, like, just shitting and saying, oh, yeah, he got beat by some dude named Jake Paul. And I guess, like, even me, like, I I got, I don't know what it is about, I guess, the random white dude that, like, people think, oh, no, this black athlete, uh, Nate Robinson, our champion, is going to defeat this man, like, with ease. It's not the same type of, from my understanding, Jake Paul's actually, like, a boxer. So, like, have some training, you're going to whip somebody's ass that don't got no training. Exactly. Like, just because you're an athlete don't mean you suddenly know how to properly throw a punch. Throw or a, a punch or... Even if you do four months of training, that's still not necessarily going to make you oh, as man. good as, you know... The and only that's thing Jake Paul's a great boxer. He just was fighting somebody that really probably yeah. shouldn't have been doing that. Like what? I mean, Jake Paul is considered an amateur at this point. He's not a pro, a pro yeah. fighter, obviously, but he is an amateur boxer, meaning that he has professional like skills, but like it's just not all the way there. Like that's what that yeah. means to be an amateur. Like you're somebody who's trying to train to be a professional. Probably like a step slower. Yeah, you're a step slower. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? His guard isn't all the way there. His his precision ain't all the way there. His timing ain't. But he might lay you out with a good combo if you're slipping. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and that's exactly what happened to Nate. Or like if he reads the punches right well, or he reads the fight well enough, catches you one slip and one well timed punch, he's gonna put you to sleep. So like, yeah. when you consider those things, like, yeah, nah, it's like. 
you know, like it's like Nate was fighting fucking Roy Jones or Mike Tyson. That's kind of what he walked into. Like when you think yeah, about it, and like we said, you trained boxer, like that yeah. shit is easy unless you fight somebody else as boxing or another professional fighter. Like, and if anybody else you're fighting, you're just gonna be a little a step faster than them. Like and, it doesn't matter. And I think he was four to five inches smaller than the dude because I think Jake Paul is like six three. So the reach was oh, wow. higher, and he was just yeah. a he was a way larger dude. It was like a you could tell a light heavyweight or it looked like in a middleweight versus what Nate looked like. Maybe he might be somewhere in the welterweight division. So yeah, that's like fighting somebody a, like a, a class or two above him in weight size. Like it was a da- like it was just didn't make sense. Dangerous. It didn't make sense. The public response I think was the worst part for me too because I'm just like man, like people just love to shit on people when they down. I I know it was funny at first, but then I was just like man, like. Yo, that's so crazy. Like, people making fun of him, like, people was making fun of him like they could have beat Jake Paul. And I think that's a little ignorant. But I don't know. Twitter's always going to shit. Like, you got to be ready for the jokes. Like, if you choose the to do jokes. things like that. Yeah. It's jokes over everything. Like, if it's your time, it's your time it's for It's your time jokes. for the jokes. Like, yeah, you can't even be mad at it. Lit up. That's it. You just can't. You just got to just laugh, shrug it off. Like, his time came for them jokes. Nobody's going to, everybody's going to remember, but it won't be like, oh, this guy sucks. It's going to be like, yo, you took that hard L. Like, that's it. But again, like, thankfully, it wasn't a hard L in basketball. That would have been way worse. Might have been way worse, like, bro. Get some shit out of side what you're known for. If you lost in a game of 21, Oh, that, that would have been sad. That would have been sad. Yeah, I, I would have rolled. We would have re- definitely rolled up a Nate pack to that yeah. one for sure. For sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> but, and now his brother's about to get his ass beat by yeah. Floyd. Maybe. Now his brother's about to go and square with Floyd. 2020 in a fucking nutshell. Isn't that crazy? How did he get a flight with Floyd? Or why would Floyd sign up to fight? Logan Floyd Paul. Floyd's gonna walk in there, body him in like two minutes, and then leave. And easy. Get paid like $10 million for it. Easy, easy. It's so. He's not even gonna fight. He's just gonna tire him out. He's just gonna just keep sidestepping his shit the entire time. The entire time. He's gonna avenge it. They say he's gonna avenge the people of color. I was dying and all black people around the world. I was rolling. I was like, yeah. shit, I guess it's fact. I guess it's a fact. Somebody said, yo, if Floyd lose, we going back to sleep. Yo, if Floyd gets KO'd by Logan Paul, excuse me. Nah, no way. Yo, eject me expeditiously off this planet. Off this planet. There's no way. It's not going to make any sense real quick. Yeah, it's going to get dark. Real quick, real quick. I'm going to be on my tennis shit and be like, yo, I just got to reverse time now. Like, I can't allow this to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. All right. uh, Let's turn... A corner here get a little more serious um well I'll, you, I'll say this first and as i'm talking about it we'll just flow into what obviously comes next after um for anybody who's um in the nba or who pays attention to the nba uh carl anthony towns had lost his mother to covid19 earlier this year um he had a piece with i think it was the atlantic detailing how he lost seven family members including his mother to covid and just was talking about trying to what the season is going to be like and how he just doesn't view basketball the same way anymore it's not it's, it's not therapeutic it's just going to be really difficult to play and like he just doesn't feel the same and i can't imagine losing seven family members including your mother just having this most visceral you know time dealing with this and you have people out here saying they just straight up just i don't want no covid19 vaccine 
It just doesn't matter, whatever. And you're just going to walk up and imagine telling somebody who lost seven family members, nah, no vaccine. I'm not doing that. Sorry. RIP your family members, but I'm built different is what they essentially said. And it's just crazy. Like, look at that. Like, this is a a, a basketball player, a, a basketball player with hundreds of millions of dollars lost his own mother. Lost Access to supreme health care, like all the benefits in the world. He couldn't do anything to save his own mother with hundreds of millions of dollars. And people are still playing around <laughs> this fucking virus. Bro, I mean, you know, I guess like first and foremost, I mean, rest in peace to the seven family members and like just anybody around the world, you know, I mean, personally and you know, like, you know, at bay, like anybody that I don't know, like if you lost anybody to COVID-19, rest in peace to you and your loved ones. And, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm sorry like that, you know, this has occurred because I feel like, you know what I'm saying? That like now as like the months and the weeks continue to pass on by until Trump Pito leaves the fucking White House, we've learned that a lot of these things like, and, I, you know, I'll be honest, like, there is some blame on the China front as well. Like, that shit has come out. And I think just worldwide, like, Italy, London, like, everybody has, like, confirmed essentially about COVID or have an idea that something was going on. And, you know, they just kind of didn't say nothing. Like, they just kind of was like, all right, until, like, we knew that we had a name for this thing and that we needed to shut shit down. That's when they decided to actually do that. And, um, you know, it, it sucks that, you know, we had to receive the tail end of everything like usual. But, you know, th- this shit is it, it's just fucking it's, it's crazy. It's so crazy to think that people can seriously see this stuff happen and, and all the information is coming out and everything that we have that says, yo, COVID is dangerous, that COVID is kills and COVID can be like extremely volatile for older, like, people over a certain age or if you're, like, susceptible to certain types of things. Like, this shit can accelerate and kill you. And, shit, you could be in perfect health and your heart just stops. And even if like, and even if it doesn't kill you, people are talking about, I'm 27, 28 in perfect health. I am now having trouble breathing. Six months later still, I'm still, you know, in bed 19 hours of the day. I have no energy. Like, I can't do this. People are talking about, yo, they're, they have in like sleep deprivation. They're talking about there's uh, uh, cases in men that they've just become uh, um, impotent. I mean, not impotent, like it, it, uh, uh, infertile. Mm, and I'm like, wow. this is cool. We, we don't know shit. With the at the general public, I mean, they're trying to work out the vaccines, but it's just it's just crazy that people are still playing, and they're just these these different effects that we have no idea about, and it's just like I can't believe, and it's like anytime you get it, and you know it didn't affect you in an adverse way, that's not because of whatever. That's just straight up luck. I look at it as luck. Like I don't even want to play around with that shit. And if I were to get it and I survive, that's luck. I'm not saying, see, it ain't that bad. I'm saying, yo, I cannot believe I'm still here after having that shit. Cause yeah, you know, around the world, 1.5 million people did not live through that shit. Mm-hmm. And you could probably, you know, times that by like 50 to get the number of people that had to have been hospitalized or that really have these serious problems afterwards. Mm-hmm. And like we said, it doesn't matter what resources you have access to, because if you if it affects you in that way, there's only so much people can do. And it's just crazy that we're just sitting here 
you know, when it's come time for vaccine and, you know, we're just dealing again with people who are just anti-vax. It's like anti-vaxxers, the anti-vaxxers. I can't even believe that. Like, what is with this sudden boom of anti-vaxxers, though? Like, I can't believe it. And you know what? Like, and you know, the whole notion of anti-vaccine and like the anti-vaxxer groups on Facebook, like that, they've always been in the media. Like, I I will always say, like, mainly it always seemed like for like not wanting to give vaccines to like children and things like that. Like, I always used to hear about them, but I feel like now with COVID, forget about it. It's just like everybody all of a sudden, like, yo, I don't want to take this vaccine. And like, nah, fuck vaccinations, this. Oh, just because they're, I mean, I'm not even going to lie. They're incentivizing people to just take a vaccine. Like, which I'll be honest, at one point in time would sound insane. But to me, like, bro, like, so what are you, y'all telling me y'all want to roll the dice and potentially get sick? Like, that's what y'all want to keep doing with our lives. You'd rather potentially continue to spread COVID to be a carrier and continue to spread rather than to take a vaccine that can save everybody. Like, I don't understand like that people like read shit on YouTube or just formulate their own opinions that don't have any scientific background, like backing. The most we're talking about actual scientists written reports, all of this. And listen, and I, and I know it's a hard line to walk because I can't, be mad at people for distrust in, you know, massive pharmaceutical companies, massive entities that have the power to change the world, but instead be charging people $700 for, you know, diabetes or, you know, for insulin mm-hmm. for their diabetes. And if you don't pay that, then suddenly you can't deal with you with diabetes. And like that, I can't, uh, you know, be that mad at people saying like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm distrustful of the government. But again, like, are if you're anti-vaxxer that means you're not taking vaccines and that means like you know i don't i don't know what these people think but like you know polio and like all of these crazy things you know like tetanus (laughs) it's not that it's gone it's just there's vaccines for it you know and because of that that means you don't get it but like if you don't take that you can still get it like Mm -hmm. you get those vaccines because those disease ravaged people ravaged millions of people and they don't anymore because there's a fucking vaccine for it. Mm-hmm. So until those people take vaccines, like it's still going to ravage. That's why we don't have outbreaks of other stuff for the most part, because there's vaccine. If you don't take, you get your vaccination shot for this, it's still going to ravage and look at where we are now. Like on all levels, like society cannot handle this, these amount of deaths. The economy can't handle this amount of deaths. The healthcare industry can't handle these amount of deaths. People in general can't handle these amount of deaths. Like all this rationalizing we're doing, like it's only making everything worse the longer we continue to have this shit. And if you're not taking that shit, you just extending the time on it, honestly. And I'm not saying like, you know, to people that's like, I'm going to wait out the first wave. I totally get that. And that don't mean you're anti-vaxxer. I'm talking about you saying at any point in time, I'm never taking this shit. Yeah. Like those people are definitely like you, you, if you feel that way, like you're a part of the problem. And I mean, Hey, you may not feel that way. And you might hear this shit and be like, nah, fuck that. And fuck y'all. Like if you feel that way, but I mean, like it is what it is. And I mean, you like that ignorant response, trust me, it's just not going to help nobody. You don't get no cool points from me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. And it's like, people be wearing that shit. It's kind of like people that, be proud to support Trump that like you say things and you want to be boisterous about being ignorant sometimes. Like that's just really your thing. You're getting off on that. 
And I don't know, man. I just hope that y'all are not the same ones that, or no, I'm ho- I'm hoping, unfortunately, you guys are the same ones that are gonna get sick and and unfo- like forcibly have to be taught that yeah, this shit is real, and now I have to live with the ailments and the. The the fucking lingering effects of having you a disease. Sit there and have you and your kids just get measles and nobody else getting measles because you didn't take the measles vaccine. It's so stupid. People don't understand. Same thing with wearing masks about how it's not just you. If you don't take a vaccine and let's say you know you're you're deciding I'm my child and me are never getting vaccinated and somebody else is going to get vaccinated. They schedule their doctor's appointment. They schedule their then for for their child in a week to get it. You give that child that in that week for some, you know, they have an immune deficiency or whatever. Their immune system is developed. They you've now given that person if they don't survive through that, you've essentially killed that person because you decided to take that vaccine. That's true. Like it's more than just you like and I don't understand. And also like you're you're just purposely susceptible yourself to things that we're beyond like again like i said tetanus like that shit if you got it back then that was it for you the vaccine exists now so that you don't have to get that shit mm-hmm. like you're moving backwards in time by saying i'm not nah, i'm gonna walk around and just i want to i want to actually get all these old diseases hmm. <laughs> yeah you know what i want to get chicken pox i'm gonna try my luck i see what happens yeah like what people are absolutely insane man i don't know i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping that like I'm hoping that, yeah, like that. It's just people talking when they see the money that they just shut the fuck up and they go actually go <laughs> get that vaccine. Because I think money money doesn't entice anybody. So I feel like, yeah, hey, they dead ass doing that yeah. type of proposal where they paying people to go take it. People are going to go take it for sure. Yeah. I, it's just it for me, like I totally get, especially like black people saying like, I'm not fucking with the vaccine off, you know, that first wave. Cause yeah, there's an extended history of the healthcare industry and you know, <laughs> they've done that before. Shit. Nah, they, they've so, definitely yeah, using black people as test subjects for whatever, because that's how this world decided to operate. But like, I just look at it as crazy of like people with, you know, wealth, resources, access to stuff, and just still deciding to be that way. Like, you're in a position where you don't got to worry about that shit. Like, even if you did get it, like, your health care is fine. But again, you're affecting other people around you because you're just sitting, you know, it's a free society. I want to do whatever I want, this and a third. And again, that's it's just it's just another marker of selfishness mm. to me, what I look at. Like, that's, again, with the mask, with that, it's like, okay, I know. Now you're telling me you really don't give a shit about other people when it, it matters in the way that you're if you're not told what to do like you're not going to give a shit about somebody mm. like you're just straight up saying like i'm not going to do that because i don't care about other people like when it comes to like you know communal or community having a sense of community and saying like you know what i'm going to wear this mask because not only do i w- don't want to get it like it's it's the thing to do like you know we all got to get these together and you're just deciding not to partake in any of those things. It's just straight up saying, I'm living in my own world. Fuck everybody else around me. Yeah, nah. It's, and it's just so, like, like you said, like, it's just crazy. Like, they believe, like, and there is truly a belief that that is a thing. Like, they can, like, exist in a world or there's a world. Or, like, you know, at least for me, I would hope that it's not because it's not true. Like, you can't, there isn't a world that exists where, like, Y'all going to give us just the virus and we kill us off. Like, nah, y'all niggas is going to get that shit too eventually. So it don't make no sense. Like, they wouldn't be doing that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, nah, bro, we, like, just take the vaccine. And I understand. Like, I understand 
like back then, like they was on some shit. But like right now, we're talking about stuff that like when it comes to human eradication, I feel like it's a little different. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. I don't want to roll the dice and be wrong on something like that. That's not something I want to be wrong on like that. If I was going to be wrong because motherfuckers is evil, so be it. Unfortunately, like like I was led astray, unfortunately. But at the same time, trust me, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure I'm educated enough to understand that the vaccine means well for me. And you're trying to keep yourself and the people you love safe. Exactly. By trying to get that shit. And, and, you know, (laughs) I don't know what other people think. Oh, I get that shit to go give me a microchip. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because they can't track you already. Not just your cell phone, not the fact that you have all your cards saved in your Apple wallet. Or the fact that your all your bills are on uh, auto pay with your your information. Oh, not the fact that you you log into your banking app using Starbucks public Wi Fi. Not the fact that you uh, leave your that somebody could take your phone out of your hand, show it to your face, unlock it, run away, and that's it for you. Yeah. But no, the microchip is where you you know. Anytime you check into a place at any point in time, adds all that. It's already, if you're talking about that microchip still, you see, you have really no idea that, like, we're beyond that. Like, all your information is already readily available. Like, I'm sorry, try another conspiracy because if you think you're somehow unique because you're using, like, a phone that still doesn't have internet, guess what? They can still find out where you are. If you logged in on Facebook at any time, it's all there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand people's... Yeah. They just don't hold up the same anymore. And that microchip shit is just so, abs- it was always so absurd, but now it's just like, bro, your, your smartphone in your hand is like was, your whole life. People just be making shit up, man, just to, to hit them. Like, to track you. They right. don't do that already? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. You get ads for, you walk into one store and then all of a sudden you start getting ads for that store. If that's not telling you that all your information about what you do, where you are, the kind of shit that you like. Somebody, if they gathered all the aggregate data about your browser uh, um, tendencies, the websites you go on, the comments that you make, you can find out. You could probably find out exactly who I am, who you are through everything about my digital footprint. Yeah, no, honestly, it's like that shit is just, it's it's crazy. Like people's self, like their their uh notion of just, I guess, security is just so like false. Like they don't they don't have like the security they believe they have. But I mean, hey, you know, yeah. you you could only let people do, like this is the control. Like they believe they're not in control. Like the government has you controlled. Trust me, they make you feel like you have security or you have liberties that you don't yeah. have really. Like. You have the liberty so long as, you know, you don't do anything that they might find threatening. And then all those liberties get stripped away from you and you're on your own. Like that. You're locked up in some CIA black site and they'll tell your family you got, were killed in a car accident or something. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> but like you just, it's just so crazy. Like you not taking that vaccination is not your fucking big stand against these evil corporations. I just don't understand that. It's like you want to be some sort of revolutionary, but you're like half-assing it in a way. Like yeah. I say, if I don't take this, I'm you know me. I'm an individual. I'm I'm not succumbing to that. Like that's just so wild. It's so it's stupid. Such a crazy notion. And then in the same breath, be like, well, I was on Amazon the other day buying X, Y, and Z. Like, okay, these, <laughs> these people, man, these people are crazy, bro. I'm telling you, it's so insane. Oh man. <laughs> But But enough of that. (laughs) We are nearing the closing days for the the new start of the NBA season. Um, And 
We could talk about, I don't remember all the traits. I don't know if we want to run through them or just talk about the big one. Well, yeah, I guess we could just talk the big one, though, because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think the one that everybody was still, like, we talking about is that Russ and John Wall trade. You know yep. what I'm saying? Straight up swamping a first round pick. Yeah. So where do you what what you, what you think? Where, where where do you stand on this? Uh, I mean, like you know, with the the landscape of the league, I feel like you know, for the most part, it's it's it remained kind of safe. Like you know, I mean, when you look at like it's remained safe from the standpoint that like there's not really a clear like winner other than the Lakers. I guess the Lakers are the clear lead again. And, like, there's not, like, any juggernauts, though, that are like, yo, I don't see any holes or ways that this team can be beat. Like, you know, the Warriors, unfortunately, they had their setback with Clay. That's going to suck. Like, seeing them, unfortunately, yeah, that's like, massive. probably stink through another year. I, I mean, I see them maybe becoming the top eight team still. But, um... Yeah, I, I think mean, Steph on his own could... I, I would I would believe that like with that time off and as good as a player as he is, he mm. should be able to keep them in playoff contention. I don't know what how Draymond's gonna Yeah, like on. it depends on how Draymond's gonna look. And I mean, you know, then they got the rookie uh, the Wiseman. They got Kelly oh, yeah, Ray Jr. as well, who could put up like twenty points a game. So they have some options. Like, you know, I, I definitely expect them to be com- uh competitive. Let's see what they do. Yeah. But I mean, I guess like that Houston situation is just gonna be so interesting. I think John Wall. Like, surprisingly, I don't know if he's going to fit better with James Harden, but, like, in a weird way, I think I actually think he's a higher IQ player than Russell Westbrook. Like, Westbrook is Westbrook is all talent, and, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. He is so talented that, like, he could average a triple double for three years straight. Like, that's how talented Russell Westbrook is. But, like, when we talk about the IQ plays and, Things like that. Even the shooting. I mean, John Wall technically is just that a little bit better. Like, yeah, he's not as athletic, but like technically he's a better defender than Westbrook, too. Like he's known for his two way defense. Like, yes, we obviously have to see who he is because he's coming back from some catastrophic injuries. But um, I mean, if he's anything like I'm thinking at least 75 percent of who he used to be, which is just, you know, a two way like 15 and 10 type guy like that could like, you know what I'm saying? He could be two way. He could run your offense and he could give you 15, 10 to 15 points a game. And then DeMarcus Cousins, like I know they got DeMarcus Cousins as well. Like, you know, you could try and get him involved. Like if y'all could turn them into anything like they used to be, I mean, like Houston is right back on like, we're talking a top three team. Like we're talking like those three names alone, DeMarcus Cousins, John Wall and James Harden. If you heard those three names on a team back like three or four or five years ago, you would say championship contender. So like I'm not uh I'm definitely not ready to write them off. I don't know about Washington. I don't know. Like I think they're gonna obviously get a lot better now too because they're getting a player. Like they're actually getting yeah. Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A yeah. body on the floor to actually produce. To produce. And I mean they're gonna be right alongside Bradley Beal, who's just coming off of his breakout all-star plus quasi superstar season so like you're gonna be able to see have fun playing together i hope yeah it looks like they should be pretty fun playing i think i think westbrook is always going like drive like kick out to either him or burton's it's gonna be like one of those two davies bertans or it's gonna be on bradley bill and they're both true three-point shooters so like they're gonna have like they're gonna have success man scott brooks is there yo i was just about to say that like he knows how to use him so like they're gonna be able to work out a system that just makes sense for all of them. Like it makes everybody look successful. And I mean, yeah, like yeah. like out of the season, I'm just expecting like I'm expecting like 
Washington definitely to make the playoffs. I hope, like for those two teams, yeah. Washington got to make the playoffs, and Houston. If James Harden locks back in, I know he's been on the run right now, and a little baby in Vegas and throwing yeah. money in the strip club, be buying little baby Prada bags and shit. It's crazy. Like, like once he, <laughs> once he, he's like he got me a honey bun and a honey, honey bun, honey bun and a honey. He said he got me a Prada bag because he proud of me. Prada bag because he proud of me. The honey buns. <laughs> he just gave him a Prada bag and a hundred thousand dollars. I was like, yo, what? Yeah. Oh my goodness. It like I don't even know. That shit is just hilarious. But once he I guess if he checks in, I don't know. Like they say he hasn't even reported to training camp yet. So it hasn't been paradise per se. Like supposedly him and John Wolf spoke and they have plans to speak like play together. But I don't know what John uh, James Harden is doing because we all know he wanted to go to the Nets. So let's just yeah. see what that looks like, man. This this season, hopefully, is going to be cool. Hopefully, it's going to yeah. be cool. I'm curious to really see Wall play with James Harden because I know Wall has that tendency too, like that rust tendency where like they're off the ball and they just stand there. Mm-hmm. And like Houston is really not that team where you could just afford to just be standing there if you're not a shooter. And John Wall's not that good of a three-point shooter. So for you to just be standing on the perimeter, not doing anything, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure, like, I feel like, you know, D'Antoni should have some, or who's, co- wait, is D'Antoni even still there? Uh, No, I think it's uh, Silas. Uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, yeah. I forgot his first name, but something Silas. Yeah. We'll see. Stevens? No, not Stevens. Steve, oh, Stephen Steve, Silas. Yeah, Stephen Silas. I think it is that, right? Stephen Silas. Oh shit! Let I want to confirm that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Steven uh, Silas. Yeah, Steven Silas. Okay. All right. I don't know any of what he'd be doing. Like, I don't know his his coaching style. Is he was he a D'Antoni? Uh, I think uh, he he's technically from the D'Antoni tree, yeah, because he got moved up from assistant, so he assisted D'Antoni, I believe. Oh, he spent the previous two seasons on Carlisle staff. Okay. Oh, wait, no, sorry. He's from Dallas. Wait, is he from Dallas? They pulled his last two seasons were with him. Oh, okay. So, so they tapped him from Dallas. The last year was his 19th year as an assistant coach. So he, he's been he's been assistant coach for 19 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all we'll right, have to so, see about that. I mean, if you're engineering or if you helped engineer the that Dallas offense, and they were number one like, in the league, greatest yeah, offense ever. Draft something to 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 have John Wall just be moving a lot of cuts and just work with him in his play style. So I think it should be interesting. Yeah, as long as he comes back a semblance of what he was, and I'm also curious to see if you're going into those deep playoff runs. You know what what John Wall looks like in those deeper playoff runs. Um, I'm excited to see the two Kentucky boys back together, Wall and Boogie on the same team again. That was at that 2010 Kentucky team, I think that was. Yeah, um, I think like, wait, yeah, like 2010, uh, I believe. Because what was it, Rose? Yeah, some shit like that. Early, early um, side of the thousands. But um, I would say, um, like, yeah, like that, I think... It, and, like, at the very worst case, like, they could just run something similar to what they figured out for Houston in the second half of last season. Like, I yeah. think they ran out of steam in the playoffs, but they found staggering Harden and Westbrook where they're not playing all the time together, but at different stretches of the same. Like, you know, maybe four, three to four minutes yeah. since. So, like, you know, maybe Harden starts the game. Like, he first, the whole first quarter, like, Westbrook might play five minutes, then go to the bench. 
And then yeah. Harden gets his first five. He gets five to six minutes of a solo offense type thing where he's running the offense. And then you bring in Westbrook for the first five to six minutes, or not Westbrook, but in this case, obviously, it'll be John Wall. You do that. Yeah. He starts off the second quarter. Harden comes in for the last five minutes of the second quarter before the half. You stagger yeah. their minutes for you where they both get those like, rigors. Yeah. And then like, you sit them probably both out towards the later half of the third quarter, and then you play them most of the fourth quarter or something. Together, like exactly, yeah. yeah. They pretty much got to be able to run their own show. First quarter, second quarter, some of the third the end of the third, they take a rest. Fourth quarter, they come out together, and then they really punch yeah. somebody in the mouth. I don't know. I think I think it's gonna work out. Again, the same thing. It's still that same Russ dilemma, or when Russ came, that same dilemma. Like it could either be a holy shit, this is incredible, or eh, they just kind of like fizzled out and just. It's either exactly what we expect in the way that like the ball just doesn't move and it still is kind of dead in that sometimes Houston fashion, mm-hmm. or it turns out to be really good and it's like oh my god, you know, we're finally seeing two dynamic stars just really go at it with each other. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Uh and then shit. I would say lastly to uh my last topic slash question on the NBA, since this is gonna be the first non, you know, we're we're after the bubble, it's gonna go to where you know the NBA is adding new staff members to every team to manage COVID, to you know, have everybody tested, make sure everybody's good as they move around. Toronto. Raptors were told they can't play in Canada and have to now play in Tampa Bay because Canada's like, nah, yeah, Americans are wilding. Don't come up in here with that shit. <laughs> so um, what do we, yeah, considering that, considering some places are going to have, you know, reduced capacity playing inside, what do we really expect out of this season? Because now, you know, we praise the bubble. We loved it because it was, you know, they really did their best to contain that spread. But now you're going back to moving around. And even if you're adding those members, you know, yeah. What do we really expect with all of that? Is it going to go just as bad as, you know, NFL's kind of been going where they're kind of playing games and, you know, they're they're playing them. But, you know, you have people going out with COVID. Like, I, I just I'm just curious to see. So what do you mm-hmm. expect? Um, Well, I feel like let's let's see, because I think the preseason is technically happening, I think, over the next week or two. Like, I think the yeah. 22nd is the first game. So like yeah. the like the week prior is going to be a preseason. So they're doing training camp, I believe, this week. Next week is going to be a preseason week, and then the season starts the week after. Um, I don't know. Let's let's see from the standpoint of like I I actually want to see them, hopefully, like lead the way and showing us the like the way forward, as far as like just how how this is going to work. Like y'all going to be in these arenas, I understand. Like so let like. Okay, how all right, is there gonna be fans? Are y'all doing any fans at all? Like, and I know if there's no fans at all right now due to restrictions from in certain cities, like, you know, when you do start to re- roll back in fans, you know, at limited capacity and you know, like how are you gonna keep everything un- under control? Is this how it's like I guess gonna be my question. You know what I'm saying? Is it gonna require rapid testing of same day? Maybe it's not the like the PCR, I think is the PCR test. But like the rapid yeah. test, like for you to get them same day, like you might have to have one taken within a certain time frame. I could imagine for you to attain an event at night. Like I could imagine something like that. Are you going to employ something like that? Is that something that's paid yeah. for? 
when you purchase a ticket? How does that even work? Is it free with the purchase of a ticket? Like, which I said, like if it if it is that, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be so pissed personally that mm-hmm. the like for you to get a reliable test, I'm gonna have to attend an NBA game. Mm-hmm. I can't get it anywhere else if I want a reliable same day test. Mm-hmm. The only way I, that's gonna be so crazy that we're gonna have mm-hmm. actual. You know, like free uh, uh, accessible healthcare resources be dedicated to entertainment rather than I think you know that should unfortunately just, speak yeah. to uh, to our society and our economy because it's like it's so crazy. Like, because Golden State was the first pe- per- people before California locked down and said like the whole like banning indoor and businesses and you know everything yeah. with the spikes. Like they were planning on doing thirty million. They were going to invest. And, like, same-day testing for, like, people that wanted to come watch the games. They were going to invest the money. And, like, that's truly our healthcare, bro. Like, if you have money in America, you can that's make it. anything happen. Yeah, you can make a lot of things happen. And it's it's just sad. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, people that don't get the test or, like, for us not to be able to be, we unfortunately not getting tests quick enough. And, and people are at being delayed in testing. If you have the money, though, you can get the test tomorrow. That's how it works. Yeah. You'll get your results, however fast. Like, yeah, 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 that should have just here is you have to schedule it, and then go, and then you have you know some places if you need it at the nick of time, like you have to wait on fucking line or whatever. It's, it's just so crazy. That's a nightmare. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking crazy, crazy. But yeah, like know. is that is that the level of what it's going to need to be? Because I just look at it as. The moment you start adding fans, it's just such a ridiculous variable in the equation of trying to stop the spread. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, are you going to have that? Are you going to require people to say, all right, you took the same day test. I need to see that negative symbol or whatever. It needs to say negative before you enter mm-hmm. this place. But considering, you know, different states have these different, you know, restriction laws going on. Is the NBA going to have a prerequisite above all else? and say, it doesn't matter what state you're in, this is what we're doing for NBA games, or are they going to leave it up to each state? Because to me, that's just crazy, because, you know, we have some states, you know, you got, like, uh, uh, Georgia going crazy, like, at a Hawks game, is it just going to be a, a fucking free-for-all? Hmm. You know, and, you know, these states that just don't care, like, is how is that going to be represented? Are, are we going to hear backlash from that, or governors, or whoever going to be like, oh, the NBA wants to play here? Well, they have to allow all my fans you know, I'm not doing none of this liberal, fake Chinese media bullshit. Like, what is it going to be like? I just wonder, like, is I, I just don't think it's the like I'm excited, but it just seems too soon in a way that like I feel like it, it needs to be like 100 percent like solidified in the way that we're doing this, like that every not every variable, but most variables have been accounted for. And I feel like still trying to tour around like i just don't know if it's gonna be as successful as the bubble personally yeah now, what, how many games is it 72 only? I, th- I think they're playing 72 games and i also do think that like because I, I i can't say for sure if they're doing any fans like i'm pretty sure like they yeah. already canceled the idea of it but if they were gonna do it though like i'm pretty sure adam silver would definitely iron that out a lot and even if he did get into a lot of like struggle matches like I, I think back to the whole North Carolina situation with the LGBT oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the and game then area. and then he straight shit. up pulled the all-star game from there like, was like nah we're done here. yeah like, oh. yeah he don't play so like I, I know him to be like you know what I'm saying like very 
like thoughtful about how he would do that. Like, and I think even with the games themselves, I don't think every single city is being used. The way it's working is that they are going to have like mini bubbles or miniature type bubbles where games are conducted. uh, Like players are like, I don't know if like right now, I think they're able to stay in their homes right now because the season hasn't started. But once it can, like it starts, I'm pretty sure they have to stay at certain sites the way it's going to be is yeah, bubble, mini bubble-like, too, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, going to be very bubble-like, yeah. So I wonder how they're scheduling the game, too. Is it going to be how, like we said, like, are they going to keep it to where, all right, you're going to play out a lot of your West Coast games mm. in, you know, like a three-week stretch so you don't move around a lot? Then, you know, like, I, I'm just curious. Maybe they, they've already done that when they were doing the bubble and they were trying to think of next season, and they already, you know, formulated and theorized all of this, but... You know, I'm I'm just really curious to see. I hope it goes well. I'm just looking at the two um, uh, American examples we have with baseball and football. And I, it just, you know, just both of them are just very they're playing games, but like by the skin of their teeth. And sometimes it just, you know, just doesn't seem as safe as possible. So mm. I just hope the NBA continues to do the right thing by its people to make for a fantastic product because we all miss it. And Braun is not playing a game until like March, bro. <laughs> yeah, nah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, we start in December. You're gonna see me mad late. <laughs> yeah, he's he 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 ain't playing until next year. I don't expect to see him this year for sure. <laughs> His first game is gonna be like 25 minutes played. He's gonna keep that shit casual. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Is that it? Did we hit everything? I think we hit everything today. We hit everything. We, wow. we covered the moon and back, honestly. Hella topics. Wow. So, shit, an hour and 35. That's not bad for somehow. I, I thought I put too much. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I feel like we talked about more shit than the last time, but, like, yeah. had a slightly smaller part. I think about, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. By some more 10 minutes. But, shit, all right, then. So, this has been... Touch the City, episode 33, a.k.a. Shaquille O'Neal, Big Diesel. Big Diesel. Um, He was 33, right? Am I bugging out? Or was he? Oh, yeah, no. Nah, I think he was. Hold on. Hold nah, he might. Oh, 32, 32, 32. Or oh, was he? It's Kareem. It's Kareem is 33. God damn. That's yeah. a damn shame. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to all the real basketball heads that's listening to this and just heard me say that. <laughs> 33. Oh, nice. Shaq did wear 33 though. He wore 33 in the Magic and the Cavs, and he wore it like he didn't wear it on Miami though, because Miami. Um, oh, 33 is Alonzo Mourning got retired. Yeah. yeah. Or no, Terry Catlish refused to relinquish the 33. Oh. It says here, Terry what? Catlish. What? All right. That's oh, wow. oh, yeah. All right. So early Magic or Kareem. Early Magic Shack, then. We're doing early Magic Shack. Early Magic Shack. took the bulls up and just said, fuck y'all. Sorry. Sorry, Mike. You can't just come back in after retirement and come (laughs) for this. (laughs) But yeah, thank y'all for listening. Uh, We love doing it. Thank y'all for tuning in in once again. We are on a bi-weekly schedule. So this episode is coming out the 8th. So you won't hear us again for two weeks after that. Don't worry. We'll make sure they're, you know, of a longer duration. So you get more of us and you can take your time listening to it over the two weeks. So again, thank y'all for listening. And I hope everybody's doing safe. Had a good Thanksgiving and catch y'all in the next one.